You're listening to Sportsnet Today on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Feels good. Whenever we win, feel great. So, I mean, uh, it's the goal every game to win it. It'd be huge, you know, I think we've been playing some, some really good hockey as of late and uh, it's heading in the right direction. So, obviously, uh, you know, Christmas break is uh, that marking point, you know, that most teams look at to see where they're at. So, if we can get over 500 and get closer to that wild card spot, it's a good, good position for us. I feel like I'm having, you know, feel great this year and you just want to continue to, to, to try to get better. But, you know, you have certain foundational things you always, you know, go to. And, you know, I, uh, it's nice to have some success lately. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Sportsnet Today, everyone. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you so much for tuning in. You heard it there. The vibe's immaculate right now around the Calgary. The vibes are immaculate, and it doesn't get much better than this. High-level vibes. The vibiest vibes to ever vibe. That is what we'll try to keep up for you in the next couple hours of radio programming. Uh, we got Ask Andy coming up at 1.30. We'll hear from other members of the Calgary Flames throughout the broadcast as well. And I want to hear from you on the text line at 960-960. I got a text line question coming at you guys in a little bit, so we will get to that. Uh, you guys are going to help carry me through this one today. We are coming to you from the DL Basement Systems downtown studio for Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Cracked Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Shout out to Cameron and Taylor. Yeah, it's a full name day uh, in, the, uh, in the producer's room over there. Uh, Cam and Taylor, how are you guys doing today? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing okay. It was a long night last night, and not in a woo sort of way. Uh, so, as I think I've brought up on here before, we have a one-year-old puppy, a very social puppy, loves other dogs. Uh, take her to the dog park regularly, and apparently she has caught from the dog park, or somewhere, I guess, a ye old kennel cough. And it started to uh, show up right around 11 p.m. last night. And I am a, um, I am quite a light sleeper. So every noise she made woke me up. She is a, a sad puppy today. Um, it has entirely altered Christmas plans already and uh, has sent my sleep schedule all out of whack. So I am a little punchy today, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, that, that is a long-winded way of saying I'm okay. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing today? Doing good. Good. Glad. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's going to be even earlier. Yes, the uh, the puppy well, wake-up call will be a, a little bit earlier for me this time tomorrow. So, but uh, yeah, a little all over the place. But let's get into a, a few things on this show today. Like I said, uh, we got Ask Andy coming up in a little bit. Get your fantasy football questions. It's the fantasy football semifinals, uh, and uh, at least in leagues that know what they're doing. If you play the finals in the last week of the regular season, you don't know what you're doing, and I personally hate you. So that just you know, just keep that in mind for uh, when you're setting up your, your fantasy football leagues. But we'll get to that coming up at one thirty. I have a question for the text line. Uh, just to, to start the day, have this really just in the back of your mind, just uh, tingling there throughout the day. Um, and we'll get to it in uh, in segment four at the the end of the show here. There is a team in sports right now that is on a historic losing streak, and so I'm wondering, as people who are like 
dedicated sports fans uh, that, that are, are willing to, to spend part of their day listening to, or all of their day, I suppose, listening to people talk about the, the sporting team that they enjoy the most because they cannot consume enough around said sports team. Is it ever okay, in your opinion, should, uh, is it ever okay for sports fans to bail on their team for performance reasons? Now, like, there are reasons that you could bail on, on your team, right? Like, they, uh, if you're a San Diego Chargers fan and they moved to L.A. and you lived in San Diego, I think it's fairly safe to say screw them, right? Like, I, I don't know if a lot of Montreal Expos fans followed the team to Washington in their fandom. So, like, there, there's... And, like, if people do unscrupulous things and th- those sorts of uh, things, I, I think it's, it's fairly safe to be like, yeah, you know what? Can't support this team anymore. Deuces. Um, but if it's just, yeah, they really suck. Is that ever an okay thing to do? I want to get your guys' thoughts. We'll dive into that more, and I'll explain more of what I mean in um, the back part of the second hour. But it's, there's no quit in this Flames team right now. Awkward transitions. Uh, as things are going really well. Points in four straight. They find themselves just outside of a playoff spot entering uh, this evening's play. The Flames don't play today. They're back at it tomorrow against the Ducks. But right now, they currently sit three points out of a playoff spot. Arizona does have one game in hand, but again, the teams ahead of them are Arizona and Nashville. Uh, while those are quality hockey teams, not an insurmountable task by any stretch of the imagination. And so because of that, the, the vibes here are pretty good right now. Vibes are pretty off elsewhere. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche fall to the Chicago Blackhawks last night uh, by a final score of 3-2. to two. That snaps a losing streak for the Blackhawks and helps Chicago improve their record to 10-20-1 on the season. So, uh, not great for an Avalanche team that, like, they're tied for first in their division. So we, we shed no tears for the Colorado Avalanche, but... Feels like something might be bumbling under the surface a little bit. And by under the surface, I mean exploded out into a microphone last night, courtesy of Devon Taves. I was going to say, you say you're visibly frustrated. What is it that's just so you know, upsetting about a loss like that? How is that? Self-awareness of, of knowing the situation and, and knowing the way the game's trending. And we have guys that are, you know going out against our structure and, and doing things that we don't do as a team and and that's what's frustrating you know when you have 20 guys in here that are working towards the same goal and have the same you know goal in mind it's it's fun to play uh you know that's how you win games in this league and when you have 14 guys that are that are playing to the structure and six that aren't it, it's really tough to win in this league that's you know it doesn't take a lot you know or, or many guys to go against the way that your team wants to play in order to uh in order to lose a game and just our self-awareness of, of knowing when we're playing well and knowing when we're not is and just not there. And we don't have the self-awareness of, of what it takes to win as a team and, and what it takes as an individual to to compete and, and play your best right now. So it's 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 frustrating when, you know, as a collective, you're not pulling for the same goal. How do you, and this is maybe a silly question, how do you fix that? I mean, it's, it's self-awareness. We need guys that know you know, know how to play in our system, how to how to play our game, and, and know what it takes. And uh, if we have guys in here, like we got some guys that think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. It's it's frustrating to play with, uh, you know, play out though when when you got guys that think they're playing well and and they're doing things that you know, you have no idea what play they're going to make or, or where they're going to be on nice. And uh, it's it's tough to play in this league when when you don't know where your teammates are going to be. So um, you know that's where a lot of the frustration stems from. Whew. Um, 
as as they say on a, a television show that I, I I kind of like, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, the shade. Oh, Devon Taves, as the kids say, spilling some tea. If I was a reporter, it would have killed me to not ask. All right, so who are the six? Come on, you've already gone this far. Let's just. Let's dive headfirst right into this pool. Let's roll with it. Um, and naturally, like, you want to go through the roster, like, all right, who are the six that he's talking about? Um, I haven't paid a close enough attention to the Avalanche to, to know um, who he could be talking about. I have guesses, but that would be uh, wild speculation and, and things of the sort. But, yeah, like, it's not gone great out in Colorado right now. Um, they had lost a couple in a row. Heading, they had actually lost four of five coming into their game against the, the Flames earlier this month, as we all know, beat the Flames, uh, and then beat Buffalo, but then lost to Winnipeg 6-2, to two. Uh, beat San Jose, which barely counts, and then lost to uh, Chicago 3-2 last night. Uh, before Christmas now, they have a game against Ottawa and a game against uh, Arizona. They come back with a game at Arizona, at St. Louis, and against San Jose to close out the calendar of 2023. So a couple of things. Obviously, this is something that has been bubbling for a little bit because that... Um, and Cam, you, you listened to the whole thing. I, I only caught bits and pieces of it. That didn't take much prodding, did it? Like that was, that was right there for Devon Taves to just be like, Hey, go. It wasn't boy. It wasn't a hard hitting line of questions that duped him into throwing half a dozen of his teammates under the bus. That was just a, Hey, things seem to be struggling right now. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I don't know the name of the reporter, but just ask him, you know, Obviously, it's a frustrating loss. You know, like you said, you're you're tied for first in the division and you lose to Chicago. You know, what's what's frustrating about a, a loss like that? Well, you know, half there's a half a dozen guys on this team who just do not know what they're doing. Let me tell you yeah. everything like you're my therapist. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, obviously, this is something that would have come up, right? Like, I, I, I don't know Devon Taves from Adam, but I, I would imagine that he doesn't strike me as the guy who would go through the media first before calling someone out. Like, I think this is probably something that's been talked about for a little bit. And because you can answer it, boy, it seems like you guys are struggling right now. Yeah. It's just, just trying to find, it's all about that consistency, right? We just got to, got to get it, but we believe in this group and we believe in this team. We know we've done it before. And so we, we think we can get back out there. Just got to, got to stick to what we do. It's so easy to not answer that question. And he instead was just like, all right, well, let's light this fuse and just, go um so now look it's nice to have oh man we got problems in the room we're tied for first in our division how can we possibly go on but i do think the avalanche make an interesting trade partner for the team that we talk about on this very radio station the calgary flames and so uh as all excellent hosts do it's taking me 12 minutes to get to my point but here's my point um, I think Calgary has a number of players that line up with certain needs that the Colorado Avalanche may have. And if if you're Craig Conroy or any GM making a trade with, with the Avalanche right now, um, you're calling and asking like, hey, who are the six? We'll take two. You, you have to get like, you, you can have uh, Lindholm or Tanev or whoever you want. Um, we'll, we'll even eat a couple million dollars on his salary. Yeah, that's no problem at all. Um, you're going to give us the like appropriate amount of draft capital for that. And then we'll take two problems off your hands, but you're going to give us a couple more draft picks for that. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, there we go. You're welcome. Like that, that is, that, that's the conversation you're having right now. You have gone from this avalanche team. Well, yeah, maybe they need to move, make a move. Maybe they don't. Like maybe Duran hits. Maybe Johansson starts to figure it out a little bit, even though he's getting less ice time and has kind of looked a, a little like doo-doo out there. But I, I, I do think that there is 
now an opportunity to be had making a move with the Avalanche. Now, no one can make a move for a little bit as the, the roster freeze has, has kind of wrapped up. But I was thinking coming in, now that we have a pause in the, uh, the trade market and we have a chance to just kind of catch our breath a little bit, nice, deep, cleansing breaths, and we all gather where we are and figure out what's happening uh, this season and go from there, I have uh, broke the roster up into tiers for um, the, the, the trade possibilities and trade categories for this team. So um, <laughs> this is going to be an aggregator's de delight because it's like, all right, well, guy on Sportsnet just listed off every player on the Flames and their likelihood of getting traded. So here's 23 stories for you. But uh, tier one, going to be traded sometime is my uh, top tier here. And this may stun you. It's Lindholm, Hannafin, uh, Hannafin and Tanev. I almost called him Hanev, um, and that probably would work still. But like, th these are the expiring contracts that you can get the most value from and be able to go on your way and, um, and really just like push this team to th the next level of a retool or rebuild or whatever. They are... They are what we can, um, what we can put this, like, w w these are the, the main pieces we're building a trade around, is what I am trying to say. Uh, the next tier, and these are where more of the conversations will be had, because, like, I think, I think we've established Lindholm's probably going to get moved, Hannafin's probably going to get moved, Tanev's probably going to get moved. Um, I, I don't think, I, I'm not breaking any news here. And by the way, I'm not, um, I'm not breaking any news on any of these. This is just my own opinions. There, there is zero reporting going into this. Uh, tier two, not expiring. But you could still move. Um, and that would be Dan Vladar and Dylan Dubé. Uh, Vladar, we already know who the replacement would be. Dustin Wolf coming in. Um, he has looked more than okay in that spot. I hate three goalies on a roster, so uh, th this would clear out some space. And Vladar looked good in relief of Jacob Markstrom, so maybe you could get something for him for uh, one of the several goaltending uh, needy teams out there right now. And for Dylan Dubé, I feel like like it, it's it's obviously been overshadowed by the struggles of Jonathan Huberto, and he comes up here in a little bit. Um, but he's not having a great year, and there are so many nights where you don't really notice him at all. And so I kind of feel like the hypothetical value of Dubé is maybe more than the value he's bringing to the Flames at this point. He's on the fourth line, but I think you can easily sell him as, oh yeah, this is a guy who can play in your middle six easily, can go up and down the lineup, penalty kill, power play do whatever you want, nice and young. Uh, it, it's like, yeah, he, he's been a, a captain on teams uh, at, at other levels before. Um, I, I feel like that, that's a sell you could make to other teams. And you have, like, Pelche's coming back eventually. They can fill that spot tomorrow. Uh, I mean, not literally, he's hurt. But uh, Coronado can, can fill that roster spot re relatively easily, right? Like, you, you have ways of, of filling in for him and just kind of moving on there. This next tier, um, I have titled this one, are you a builder or are you a tooler? Um, if you are just a tooler, as in a retool person, uh, then these probably aren't getting moved. If you are full rebuild, as I know many of you are, then I, I think these are the trades for you. And it is uh, Kadri, Coleman, and Markstrom. I think all three of them, not expiring contracts, but all three of them are on contracts that I think they are all playing up to right now. Kadri has been uh, back to kind of his, his regular self. Um, the, the Monstars have given the puck back and he has got his, his full set of powers back from them after we were able to defeat the aliens in a cartoon hockey game. Uh, so he's got his powers back. Blake Coleman has been, this is probably his best year as a Calgary Flame. 
And uh, just looking at it now, he does have a no trade clause, so you do have to ask nicely. Um, but I would imagine if you tell him like, hey, don't think we're doing a lot here, but they might be doing a lot there. Would you like to? Um, and, and do it that way. And then Jacob Markstrom is kind of the, like, okay, if we're doing this, we're doing this. And you, you send him out to, again, one of the goalie needy teams, bring in a bunch of draft capital, and on your way you go. Coleman is an interesting one, I think, for uh, a Colorado, because I, I do think they need another forward there. Um, the, the Johansson thing hasn't worked. Uh, Landis Cogs out. Um, Drewen hasn't necessarily clicked in the way that some people may have um, hoped and dreamed that it would. I, I think when you're looking for a guy who can fit into a system, which I would is kind of the scouting report that Devon Taves is looking for, I would say that Blake Coleman fits into that kind of perfectly. So he would be the, the interesting one. Again, there is more term left on that one. Um, he's got three years after this, but it's at 4.9. He is absolutely playing like a $4.9 million player. And so I wonder if there is something you could get for him. Again, if you are looking to like stick of dynamite, blow this whole thing up. Um, I, I think he could be one of the ones that moves. Uh, this next category, always exciting. It is titled, you could, I guess. Uh, and that's Osterley, DeSimone, um, Gilbert, Greer, Ruzichka, and Dewar. Like, I, I like Dewar. I like Ruzichka. I like Greer. Um, if someone offered, no, I was going to say anything. That's a bit, a bit harsh. But if, if you get like a mid-round draft pick for those guys, it's, yeah, Fine, sure. And the um, the defensemen there, Osterley, DeSimone, and Gilbert are on expirings. Same thing goes for uh, for, for Greer. Dewar has another year after this at uh, 825. Like I'm not I'm not actively shopping the the forwards on this list specifically. Maybe Greer. Um, he is 27 years old. UFA at the end of the year. Um, he, he's playing well. And if you can get something for him, then then why not? Um, but I, I think the defensemen. You do run into the issue of. Okay, we, we do have to ice an NHL team here at some point. Um, even if it's not a great one, you still have to have like a, a certain amount of hockey players on your team. And you're maybe asking too much of some young kids to come up and fill all of those roles. But I think there's a couple of them where it's like, it's five minutes to the trade deadline. Someone's like, hey, do you want a sixth? Sure. Yeah. All right, cool. And you, you figure out how you're going to fill that roster spot later. That That's kind of where that would be. Um, and tier five is... I suppose anyone is tradable. Uh, I wanted to call this the even Wayne Gretzky gets traded one, but then, oh, you're comparing Sharon Govich to Gretzky, blah, 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 blah. And I just don't have the energy to deal with that today. So uh, it's the anyone could be traded, I suppose, group. Uh, it's Manchapani, Sharon Govich, Zari, uh, Pospisil, Backlund, Uyghur, Anderson, and Hannafin. Uh, I don't necessarily view Backlund as long-term core piece, but you just signed him to an extension and made him captain. It would be weird to then trade him for a fifth. Uh, so that's kind of where, like... I didn't want to say untouchable because if Edmonton called tomorrow, it's like, hey, you know what? We really think we need some leadership. Uh, can we give you McDavid for Backlund and, and uh, Anderson? Like you say, yes. So they're not untouchable. But it would just it would take uh, it would take a lot, and you'd have to be wildly irresponsible to actually do that. Uh, and then our last here seems a little harsh, but does seem accurate right now. Uh, that is the you couldn't if you tried, uh, and that would be Jonathan Huberto. Like it's just you can retain all you want and attach all you want to whatever you want. Uh, he's not playing well enough right now that, that anything is going to, to work for that. So you just got to try to make it work with what you have there right now. So that is how I would break those up, break up the roster into the trade tiers right now. Uh, someone texting in, this is a moronic idea. Well, I thought it was fun. Um, 
Uh, we have an NHL 24 trade. Uh, someone offered me Oliver Wallstrom straight up for Dubé one-on-one. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, I'm, I am pretty out on Dylan Dubé right now. Like, I have, I have sto- sold all of the stock. I have pulled all of my stuff off of Dubé Island. I, I have moved away. Um, and I'm, I'm not even looking to sell. Like, just I'll even rent at this point. Um, it's, yeah, I, I don't think there is... Um, I don't think there is a, a lot there right now. Someone texting in agreeing that, that he's hit his expiry point. I thought that, I thought that the text said initially uh, he's an expiring as well. I was like, I don't like he kind of is. He's an RFA. But um, so I, I misread that off of the top there. Uh, there was someone. Uh, <laughs> well, if you talk so highly of Dubé, why are you trading him away? Oh, we just got we got we, we got this this young team that we're really trying to, you know, we're trying to get more opportunities. Coronado. We really want to see what Ruzichka has. Uh, we, we just want we want to see how this would. Um, we, we just want to help you out is mainly what we're looking to do here. But yes, no that that is that is certainly the case. Someone else texting in here nine six zero nine six zero. We could retool this team so easily this year. That is the thing. Like the the one issue is I don't know how much like high end talent there is on this group, right? And that is the the reason that you would tear it down to the studs and um and kind of I don't want to say start over but go the rebuild route is because the thing that this team is missing right now is the high level impact guys. And the best way to try to do that is to be terrible for a couple of years, get a couple of high draft picks and hope that you come away with it with the guys who hit right. And sometimes it works. Like sometimes it's Matthew Chuck and sometimes it's Sam Bennett, you know, like it's not a flawless way of doing it, but it does seem to be the easiest way. Cause if you've noticed, it's kind of tough to get and keep high-level players around here right now. So th- this seems like the, the best way to do it. So that's why people are going the, the rebuild route, because you, you don't have the high-level dudes here. But you have you have guys, right? Like Manjapani is going to be playing here, I think, the next, or is going to be good the next time the Flames are good, whether it's here or, no, or anywhere. He's going to be good the next time the Flames are good. Zari is, is a fine piece to have for the next little while, right? Sharon Govich, same thing. So like you, you have your second and third lines figured out for a while, it's just what what top line guys do you have? And maybe Sharon Govich just stays at a goal per game pace forever. Um, maybe he stays at like this level of offensive production forever. And he turns into like a, a legitimate first line guy. Maybe Zari can be an, a, a legitimate first line guy. But as it sits right now, um, based on like who you hear from and all that, th- this doesn't necessarily look like a group that has a lot of this guy's playing on your top line and you're winning Stanley Cups for the next 10 years. And that's why people would look for a rebuild. But yeah, like there, there is a bit of at least somewhat of a foundation here um, that you can kind of build it around right now. Uh, so that's, that, that's where we are at with the, uh, the Calgary Flames. So um, hope uh, at least more of you enjoyed it than the this is a moronic idea guy. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about the Flames and the Avalanche because that was just an absolute bomb drop by Devon Taves. Uh, We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. We're already seeing some texts um, talking about, like, could you quit on your team just for performance reasons? Uh, We'll get to that coming up at the the, the start of the last segment of the show today. When we come back, rolling along in hour number one here on Sportsnet today, my name is Peter Klein, filling in for Logan Gordon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, Lots more hockey talk still to come. Also, I'm asking you guys, on the text line, is it ever okay to bail on your team like fully for just performance reasons? Obviously, if they move and you live there um, or if something awful has happened, then yeah. But is, is it just if they're bad? 
I quit cheering for them. Is that ever enough? Uh, I'm a Raider fan, so obviously my answer is no. Our next guest is a Browns guy, so I'm guessing his answer is no as well. Uh, it is Andy McNamara, our fantasy football insider. Uh, Andy, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, Peter. How are you, buddy? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm off to the semifinals in three leagues, um, which, which sounds impressive until you know that I was in six. Uh, but uh, we're, we're, very, <laughs> we're very happy about how the, the fantasy playoffs have kind of shaken down so far. How's, how did the, the first week of the fantasy playoffs treat you? You know what? So I'm in four leagues. I advanced in three of four. And the one I was most, the one I didn't, I was most proud of. And I was really hoping because of the lineup juggling that I had to do to even be competitive. Check this out, guys. Okay. Like this is, I, I, I will toot my own horn. This was masterful. And I lost by like, it was 2.1 fantasy points because of uh, Jalen Hurts. But I had to start. I picked up, start, finagled, maneuvered Zamir White. Ty Chandler, Jaden Reed uh, were in my starting lineup, and I was able to collect those over the, the last couple of weeks, kind of game plan ahead and do it, and I just just lost on that one, but oh, in three man. others. Yeah, yeah, well, there we go. Uh, yeah, that, that's it, it's always like those are the ones that you're always the most proud of when you look at like you look at your starting lineup and it's 5% owned, 8% owned, and you're, yes. still, you're still winning games. <laughs> Right? Exactly. So that was a bit of a bummer. But hey, you know what? Three out of four ain't bad. So hopefully yeah. we can help out some of the, the listeners advancing their playoffs here. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, th- that is the goal for the day. Um, and, and I think that that does kind of lead into a- an interesting point here because I, I am firmly of the belief of, like, trust your studs. But we're getting to a point where, like, Zamir White's mm-hmm. putting up numbers. Josh Palmer, um, that's a-, a tough line to ignore, even though it came while his team was literally down 60 points. Um, but <laughs> how much do you buy into like what they have done recently? How much do you buy into like, no, Travis Kelsey's just awesome. And you play him, you fool. Right. <laughs> For the most part, I live by live and die by your stud players. However, there comes a time where if we're seeing trends, like Travis Kelsey's an oddity because, okay, like who, realistically, what other tight end are you going to be able to put in that's going to do better than a bad day for Travis Kelsey? The answer is nobody that you that you can get off of waivers right now. So in that case, you go with Kelsey until the end. But in cases where you know you have someone you're like, man, I I, I hope, I wish, you got to go for broke because one and it's one and done, right? So yeah. if he's a mean white, if a Ty Chandler is going to give you a better option than a questionable Ramondre Stevenson. You do it, and you put them in, and you just you just go and 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 hope for the best because it is it's a spot where I see it all the time. People try yeah you, you can outthink yourself, right? You can try to outsmart yourself. Don't get cute, but if you got someone who's clearly in a situation like last week, Samir White, Josh Jacobs was out, Ty Chandler, Madison was out, and they were both in prime spots. Go with it, go for it. Yeah, no, and that's like the, the this is where like. Um, getting the, the backups for those guys and handcuffing. That's the word I'm looking yes. for. That's what the handcuffing um, can, can actually play off, pay off this time of year. And I think one of those examples, uh, not, not necessarily a traditional handcuff, because I think T. Higgins is owned anywhere anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, according to report, will not play against the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Higgins has that absolutely absurd touchdown catch at the end of that game on, uh, oh. on Saturday afternoon. Just unbelievable uh, i would imagine he is like a lock to be in lineups this week with, with no chase is that how you're feeling as well 100 percent. and the guy to add because you're right t higgins is owned if not 100 percent, close to guy to pick up is tyler boyd that's mm. the next man down right that's the next level up guy and i'm looking right now he is owned in 51 percent 
of uh, Yahoo leagues right now. So earlier on my, on my Tuesday sick podcast with Andy McNamara show, I recommended when he was in the forties um, to go grab him as a, just in case this is a perfect situation because now we look at depth chart. See, so who's, who's going to benefit Chase is out. So Higgins moves up. That means Boyd moves up and we've seen Boyd when given the opportunity has produced in the past, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to get you 30 fantasy points, but would it surprise me if with target share, with necessity to throw um, against a pits, against a rival that Boyd could get you 15 to 17 fantasy points? That wouldn't shock me at all. And that could be the difference maker in a flex spot or a WR3 spot that could advance you in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's those little moves, right? That that can get you yeah. into the, the these championship weeks. This is this is where the big bucks are made. Um, I, right, I I absolutely love this time of year. Um, we are like with with the Bengals. It's interesting in in that whole thing. I'm not uh, criticizing or anything, but it's interesting. There's no concern about the quarterback, right? And Burrow is out. Browning is in, but he has been good enough that it's just at the very least, it's keeping the line moving, right? Wild, just, just like nobody. Come on, like Jake Browning, you know, he just looked like one of the dozens of, of backup quarterbacks that you can just slide in and out of lineups in real life and they stink or they don't do anything. It's like, all right, Jake Brown, whatever. Bengals are done. Well, not so fast. And he's not just like winning games. He's like fantasy relevant and winning games. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's crazy. So what I've, uh, it's, it's an interesting matchup with Pittsburgh because their defense is still, above average their quarterback play you're going with mason rudolph yeah real scared of that mike tomlin okay <laughs> cool yeah you know what to be honest like if we're looking at steelers like i honestly don't want to start anyone from the pittsburgh steelers i i like jalen warren but i don't have the confidence that we saw last week that they didn't use him it's your best running back you're not using him do, do i like george pickens in theory yes uh, can I trust him that Mason Rudolph who got his head smashed in by miles Garrett a few years ago is going to be able to get him the ball? No. So that's a case where I, I hope for fantasy purposes, we see the Bengals try to run up the score a little bit and uh, get, get it, get it up early on that defense. And then you won't be hindered hopefully too much by, uh, by that Pittsburgh defense that can check guys down. Yeah, I, I would say that the Pittsburgh weapons, I when I did the fantasy football show here, I, I call them, th- th- those are Madden guys. Trade for them in Madden because they're fun to play with and they're talented as heck. But you're going <laughs> to look at your roster after. It's like, oh, three for 27. Hey, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the, the the one situation I wanted to ask you about before we get into the, the text line questions, uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens running back room has been in flux <laughs> for several years now. And it's sort of started to look like Keaton Mitchell could be one of the standout guys. And then his leg bent backwards. So he's done for oh. the season. Is there a running yeah. back or two or five uh, that you trust with, with Baltimore right now? Boy, it's still, even with Mitchell, Mitchell was a home run guy. He he might get two carries and one goes for a touchdown. It is truly yeah. touchdown dependent. Um, so now we look, and it's the same story that we've been saying for years, like you said. It's Lamar Jackson's your best running back. Okay, like Gus Edwards, if I had to pick out of the three, they elevate Melvin Gordon from the practice squad. Not interested. Justice Hill, very spotty at times can pop. I wouldn't want to trust him in a playoff spot. Gus Edwards can get touchdowns. We know if it's goal line, he could, but it could also be Lamar Jackson, right? So if I had to pick one, I would say Gus Edwards, but really it's, it's kind of like Lamar's going to call his own number first. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult one. And yet you hate to see an exciting young player go down with an injury like that. But I I have taken up far too much of your time. Uh, It is now the time to, to let the listeners take over as we get into ask Andy. 
You've got fantasy questions. He's got fantasy answers. It's time for Ask Andy on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Uh, we got a few good questions coming in on the text line. We will get to all of them. Uh, but, oh, uh, what's this? Uh, Peter in Calgary wants to know. Um, 16-team league. Justin Herbert is hurt, uh, but we're still in the semifinals. We are an underdog. Our options right now, uh, Nick Mullins, Gardner Minshew, or Taylor Heineke. Uh, how, how would you go about doing that? Again, for someone who is absolutely just a listener and not uh, hosting a radio show right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, if we can't help ourselves in this right. business, uh, what, what, what are we even doing here, right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's let's wipe out Heineke. I liked when he came in before I thought he was going to because we saw Washington. He he really uh, surged and was fantasy relevant. Didn't do anything, and they're just you got to change coaches in Atlanta. I think. Oh it, yeah, it's a schmuck. I'm cutting Heineke from it. No Heineke. So now it becomes to Gardner Minshew and Mullen. So for Minshew. Uh, he, 20 fantasy points last week against Pittsburgh. Okay, that catches my attention. Against Cincinnati, 15. That's no good. 18 versus Tennessee. Minshew's weird because he could run in some. He could hand off a whole bunch. Now, Zach Moss is banged up, right? So it might force him to have to do a bit more. So if I'm looking at it, um, I'm probably going to say against Atlanta, whose defense has been quietly fantasy relevant this year, actually. Um, I'm going to give him the nod over Nick Mullins, who's facing Detroit. Uh, I thought Mullins did a nice job, right? But he did yeah. throw two interceptions um, and doesn't give you the the leg bonus that Gardner Minshew can. So go with Minshew. All right. Or you know what? Let me say this too. If you got it, I would go with Joe Flacco. To be, I'm straight. I'm okay. straight with you. I, I'm being, I'm being like people like, oh, 38 years old, Joe Flacco. Okay. Uh, look, look at the numbers for Joe Flacco. Like if I'm looking at this game against Houston, who has a, a really good run defense, not a great pass defense. Um, you look at what Joe Flacco has done in three games with the Browns. First game, 17 fantasy points, 21, 19, over 311 yards in the last two games. And he has thrown five. Let's do the math. Seven touchdowns. Okay. He's not getting you yards with his legs, but this dude's slinging it. The Browns are feeling it. Um, I think Joe Flacco could be a fantasy hero, and we could all be catching some Flacco fever here, Peter. Oh, I, I would get a Flacco jersey if he could take me oh. to a championship. I, I would, I would be on that train for sure. Uh, all right, let's get to the, the the actual listener questions. But like you said, like I mean, I'm not doing this for the money. Uh, I, I'm doing no. this uh, entirely to take advantage of the contacts that we have. So, uh, <laughs> but on, on this, I, I, I would respect you less if you didn't. <laughs> um, on the note of, of Heineke, we mentioned him as like, okay, he he is a cross off, but he does have some weapons there that we're trying to keep yeah. fantasy relevant. Um, someone texting in Drake London or Aaron Jones in their flex position. Oh, interesting. Now, Drake London spiked uh, finally. Like, the thing is, like, can you, if we can get a good quarterback and a competent play-calling head coach in, um, in Atlanta, you have all the toys there. Right, yeah. like like we we have all we have Kyle Pitts, we have London, you had uh, Patterson, yeah, you, you, you had a whole there's all there, but they're not being utilized because of uh, overall incompetence. So if I'm looking at this, okay, Aaron Jones came back, got ten fantasy points, working his way back in. We're playing Carolina. Ooh, you know what? I like that Carolina matchup. I <laughs> think we're going to go Aaron Jones here. He might look. Drake London could get you 20 fantasy points. He could get you four. No fault of his own. I think you go Aaron Jones. we got to be a little conservative in the playoffs here. 
Uh, Andy, major quarterback issues for the semifinals. Huh? I bet you think it's less major after hearing mine. Uh, Russell Wilson, Nick Mullins, Derek Carr, or Joe Flacco? We already decided uh, Flacco over Mullins. Where does he rank in the uh, the, the Wilson Carr tier? Wilson has been. He is like so. Um, he's he's pretty consistent in getting us like fifteen to seventeen fantasy points, right? Like pretty boring, pretty bland, right in the middle. I don't have any reason to think that would change. So. That's not very exciting, right? 15 to 17, uh, we, we want to try to get a little bit more. Um, and who is the other one? Uh, Derek Carr? Yes. Boy, Carr's been banged up so much this year. And he just doesn't, you know, he just doesn't really seem like himself. He's facing the Rams. That defense has been getting better. Real nice game against the Jets, or, or sorry, Giants last week. I think he comes back down against um, the Rams. I, I got to go with Joe Flacco. I hope the people, look, and it's not because of the Browns thing, okay? The guy's producing. <laughs> He's throwing up 300-plus yards all the time. What do you want, right? I, I think Andy's fresh. Let's be honest. Derek Carr's banged up. Every quarterback's banged up. Joe Flacco was on his couch. Yeah. He's fresh. I love, we're going to talk. Flacco's like a top-five quarterback this week. We're, we're oh, going to look away. I know. We're, we're going <laughs> to we're going for it uh, um on the, the defensive side here um someone asking browns defense or the the colts defense uh for for those listening browns are playing houston this week uh, sounds like cj stroud might be a no-go um and as we have discussed colts are taking on atlanta boy a disgusting amount of people are going to be watching colts falcons for fantasy relevance uh but browns colts uh defense who you got now, Brown's defense has been phenomenal all year, but on the road, they have struggled. Now, if C.J. Stroud can't go, and like you said, it looks like he won't still in concussion protocol, you have Case Keenum. Brown's know Keenum well. He was their backup for a couple of years with Baker Mayfield. Um, think and Dunker, right? So he can distribute the ball. He can get you a win, he can, but he's not going to be blowing things up. And he's, uh, he's not, not super mobile. He's slippery, but he's not mobile per se. Um, so the defense could go up, but they haven't produced on the road. So... I'm going to say we go with an Indianapolis defense, which I'm just looking here. One, two, three, four, five, six, five out of the last six games. They have got you uh, 11 or more fantasy points with a 26 or a 16 and 18. I think against Atlanta, that's pretty good with Taylor Heineke. I, I think you go Colts here. Uh, half PPR, um, Garrett Wilson or a banged up Olave. It does sound Olave is a go for, for this week. Um, I guess mm. that game is tomorrow. Uh, Olave or, uh, or Wilson. Boy, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson has been so impressed. And, and again, just like the Atlanta conversation, like, boy, if you get this guy quarterback, huh? Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, so Wilson, like people like Zach Wilson. So I was like, I, I, okay, who, who cares? That's, <laughs> that's fine. Like we, big deal. We've seen Garrett Wilson produce with a number of quarterbacks he is more boomer bust because of that. Um, I I still like Garrett Wilson a bit better than Olave at this point. Uh, we have another Flacco related question, Matt. I just love that oh. it's Flacco against Keenum for a, a battle for a, a key playoff spot. I'm gonna go home and play Madden 14 now. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, but someone asking half PPR, uh, Kyler Murray, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's quarterbacks, but we appreciate the detail anyway. Uh, Kyler Murray, Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, or Baker Mayfield. Ooh, now we're getting interesting. How about Bake Show, huh? Yeah. Baker, my guy, went for, uh, for a perfect quarterback rating in Green Bay. I love me Baker as much as the next guy. You know that. But uh, that's usually Baker kind of funnels in around, kind of in that Russell Wilson territory, 15, 17 fantasy points. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, really, he kind of smashed back when he came in in week 10. And that was kind of petered off the last couple weeks. And that Chicago defense is playing nasty. So I want to avoid Murray. Uh, we have Brownie versus Pittsburgh. I don't want to trust. 
that Pittsburgh defense is still, it still can wreck you a little bit. So I don't, I'm going to take Browning out. And then who do we got? We got Flacco and. Uh, it was Kyler Browning, Flacco and Mayfield. So you've covered all of them basically. <sighs> Damn it. I'm going Flacco again. Oh man. <laughs> What I love this. Someone, someone take... like, I, like, I'm not even trying to. Like, it's, I, I'm, look, Baker, it, it, it depends. Like, it, no, you know what? It doesn't even depend. Flacco's balling out. He's going 300. He's cold as ice. I, he, like, just ice in the veins. Joe Cool. I think you go with him. Elite quarterback Joe Flacco is coming Elite. back this week. <laughs> yes. uh, someone texted in, boom, ride or die with Flacco. I, and I had to look. Uh, yeah, no, it's still 2023, but it, it oh. totally makes sense. Uh, what a Flacco year it's been. for Flacco. Yeah, Flacco there we go. Flacco. Let's go. <laughs> um, someone, uh, Mike, texting in, do I start digs this week after a few weeks of below 10 fantasy mm-hmm. points, or do I slot in a red-hot Rasheed Rice? This is one of those questions we talked about yeah. at the beginning, where if you would have said that at the beginning of the year, uh, you probably would have just been booted from your fantasy league for incompetence. But now, <laughs> but but now it's like, well, I mean, you know, it's it's not yeah. as absurd. Where do you come down on this one? No, it's a tremendous question. Uh, now I don't have Rash yours, but I do have Stefan Diggs, and I was uh, kind of contemplating that myself. Like, you think you pop him in? Now look, they're playing Vegas. It's at home. When they were in Vegas in Week Twelve, that was the start of Rashid Rice fantasy boom. Went for twenty four. 0.7 fantasy points over a hundred yards and a touchdown. I'm going to say you go with Rashi Rice. This is no time to be, you know, I think you just got to go with the hot hand. You know, now could Stefan Diggs give you a 10 catch day? Absolutely. He could You're a heck of a talent, but he hasn't been doing that. And this is no time for error. If we're mid season, you, you stick with Stefan Diggs. We're playoffs one and done. You go with Rashi Rice. Uh, we have a running back question here. Can you pick two of Jameer Gibbs, Brees Hall, Devin Singletary or Gus Edwards? Someone's bragging about their running back depth. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so we're gonna okay, we're gonna take Gus out of it. Yeah, Singletary, he's kind of got the backfield to himself. Uh, with Keith Keenum in there, they might be leaning on him more. Browns can be prone to the run, and we need two, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're taking Edwards out. I'm keeping Gibbs, and who's the other one? Brees Hall. Ah, uh, boy, with the Jets. Uh, you know what? Let's go. Let's go, Singletary, um, against the Browns. Yeah, like Bree. It's so tough. Like, again, kind of like just wasted talent, right? When it comes to it. Now, let's see. You're facing Washington here. Ah, uh, you know what? Oh, and they went Miami. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's go with Singletary. A bit more consistent. I think they'll have to use him a bit more with Keenum. Um, than if uh, if C.J. Stroud was in. So as long as C.J. Stroud doesn't go, go with a Singletary overhaul. Uh, Ryan is asking in the, the second round of his playoffs, does he go Keenan Allen or Amari Cooper? Now, Allen is banged up. I think he mm. missed practice again today. Uh, but assuming he has, let's just say, limited the next couple of days and is a go for, for, for this Sunday, hypothetically, would you trust him or Amari Cooper? I'm going with Amari Cooper. Um, I mean, one has an elite quarterback, he- right? Well, one has an elite quarterback, exactly. Like, we're just seeing, like, Keenan Allen has played through whatever, and even um, playing with Easton Stick, what a disaster. He's still got you almost 13 fantasy points, right? So, you know, if you have to start Keenan Allen, it's not the end of the world. But Amari Cooper's been getting a lot of cat, big plays, is loving it. And and, uh, Amari Cooper's a very quiet guy. He has called, and I'm quoting here, Joe Flacco's uh, throwing motion, poetry in motion. He is uh, he is loving him some Joe Flacco. He's getting the ball. He's having some of the best games of his Browns career. 
Uh, so I and against a, a Texans team that is average at best against the pass, if not below average, I think you go Amari Cooper. Uh, quarterback question here: um, Matthew is shopping downtown and wants to know uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts this week. Ooh boy! Bravo on the how quarterback depth. My word. Yeah, man. Well, how about the uh, uh, Eagles tumble? Holy, yeah. what the heck's going on? I, I can't even explain it. Like, why? You know, it's 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 absolutely crazy. So, all right, we have the uh, uh, Ravens versus 49ers. That's that's what I was thinking here. And then Eagles Giants. 49ers tough. Lamar can always get his. But on the road against that defense, I don't like it. I like much better against the New York Giants at home for Philly in a game where that Eagles crowd is going to be hot and they're going to get after that home team if they don't play well. They know that. The Giants, Tommy DeVito, fun story. We're having fun. He's, his manager's wearing the fedora. <laughs> Eagles are going to eat him up. Uh, I go with Jalen Hurts. All right, we, we have a couple more here. Let's kind of rapid fire this. Uh, half right. PPR, Calvin Ridley or Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. Uh, another defense question. Bears defense or Indianapolis Colts? Mm, close, close, close. Uh, you're good either way. I'm starting one in like one in one league and, uh, and one in another. Um, if I have to pick one, I'm going to say the Bears. Trevor Lawrence or Jake Browning at quarterback? God, what is this world? Mm, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what? Let me let me just see what Lawrence did because against the now he had that high ankle, played well against the Browns, but really had the um, really struggled with the turnovers against Baltimore. Tampa Bay, yeah, they got a division thing. You know what? I'm going to say you go Browning. He's healthier. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence is playing through. He's got, now, he's got a concussion with the high ankle, so he's really banged up. I, I want to stay away. Uh, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield? Ooh, Baker. Let's go. Fake show. Uh, tight end, we got uh, Evan Ingram or Isaiah Likely. Mm, I like what Likely has done uh, overall. Again, we're, we're playing the Niners, but Likely's been getting some volume. I'm going to say likely. I'm going to say likely. Uh, I, I think it's, it is still a, a better situation. But, again, for both these guys, don't be surprised if at the end of the day you're looking up and you got about you know eight, nine fantasy points. All right, this one's a, a bit of a lengthy one, so I apologize. Full PPR, we're picking one. Josh Palmer, yeah. Demarcus Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Taysom Hill, or Logan Thomas? Whew. Someone worked the waiver wire this year. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I dig it, man. I uh, you know what? I I like Demarcus Robinson. I picked him up in one of my leagues, kind of waiting. I'm feeling maybe this is a bit of a Taysom Hill week, right? He's always he's a true gambler. Um, Brandon Cooks really popped for a couple weeks and, and cooled off big time. You're playing Miami. I don't know if I like that. Um, I think if you're feeling a little risky, uh, go with Taysom Hill. Otherwise, settle with Demarcus Robinson. I like the potential there. All right, Andy, you're a gem as always, sir. Thank you so much for, for doing this today. Best of luck in your leagues, and uh, it won't be me you're chatting with here, so uh, happy holidays, <laughs> and uh, happy, to, happy to chat with you today. Oh, always love it, buddy. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and all the listeners. Good luck. Good luck to you as well, and Merry Christmas as well. There is Andy McNamara for Ask Andy, joining us every week on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, so hopefully there, we, we helped you out a little bit as, uh, as always. Always lean on Joe Flacco. Always never forget that. Uh, it's, it's been a wild year, man. And it's not even like that. That's not even sarcasm. It's it is what it is uh, this time of year. So hopefully that helps you propel you to a championship uh, or a, a spot in the championship game. 
this weekend. That's going to do it for hour number one. The podcast will be up very, very soon. Uh, Cam even said to me today, no one gets podcasts out quicker than him. So it's honestly, it's probably up already, and I'm not even done talking yet. Uh, that's how good he is. So it'll be up very soon. Uh, coming up in hour number two, we hear from the Calgary Flames, and one team is testing its fan patience in a way no other team has when it comes to on-court results, maybe in the history of sports. We'll explain coming up in hour two here on Sportsnet Today on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.